Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 211. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get into, so why don't we just start things off with... I have a little update, I suppose. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this to the pod, but I am getting married. And uh, Andy's a voyeur of this, obviously. This is not a surprise yeah. to uh, people who know me. But uh, it happens. We've, we found a venue. It's uh, a local here. And uh, we're going in Pasadena or Arcadia, ra- uh, rather. I guess kind of both areas. It depends. Uh, but it happens to fall on Super Bowl weekend of this coming February. And uh, it's not we're not getting married on Sunday, uh, Friday, in fact. But what we're finding is because the Super Bowl is at SoFi Stadium next year, if you weren't aware. Andy, I imagine you knew this. Sounds right. I didn't think about that at all. Uh, Well, it is. Uh, So that's going to be a busy weekend for you because you're going to be going to the game too, uh, representing Tony's take, right? Oh, yeah, the Chargers will be playing home game. (laughs) It's going to be great. So what that translates to me is, well, basically good luck right now trying to do any room blocks at hotels because every hotel as far as you know south orange county and as north as pasadena considers the super bowl a city statewide i guess event where that whole weekend is either blacked out you can't even reserve a day period or like the Montage and Laguna did, you can book, but you have to book at least a minimum of five days in a row to stay there that time, uh, which is wow. quite frustrating. Um, we aren't able to do blocks for like family and friends at you know hotels right now. We we locked down a Hilton Garden Inn, which I mean it's a fine hotel, but it's nothing you know to write home about uh, if people are looking for you know ultimate luxury, I guess. But we were lucky to even get that. Uh, and the guy told me, he's like, yeah, whenever there's a big thing like this, like there's a, a big anticipation, they either just black it out for now or uh, or just you know, raise the price. They hike that, that price on up. And uh, that's what we're finding. Most of mostly finding there's nothing available. And what people are doing because of that is they're going to places, you know, as far away as Pasadena or Dana Point to book a hotel as a backup so that they can hopefully then later find a hotel closer uh, that is finally going to take reservations for that weekend. What's very annoying is all of that. Now, the guy also says like, we don't have a clue, you know, what's going to go on. He's like, there's a chance that it's a 30% capacity at the stadium. It's like, who knows what's going to happen next year. Uh, And he's like, at that point, everything will basically plummet. You know, you can probably get a room for free at that point. But because they're anticipating everyone in the whole wide world trying to break free to go to that game or just be near it, all of these hotels are booking just because people want to be near a Super Bowl. Like, do you why? If you're not going, so, why come? So I was thinking about that. It's like, why would they shouldn't need that many hotel rooms because it's like, what, 50,000 people. But I forgot the Super Bowl the week before the Super Bowl is crazy. There are so many parties and stuff. It's, it's a massive thing for every rich per- person to do shit. And they don't even go to the game. They're just there because you need to be in town for all the shit that happens. Unbelievable. So, yeah, there's going to be all every every person. And since it's L.A. and all the people are already here, it's going to be 
10 times worse. Yeah, but they should be so. renting like fat Airbnbs. And the people, like obviously the people hosting parties, that's what they're doing. But also the people going to the parties, coming into town from Dallas that are oil money. You're not going to be staying at a hotel. You're going to be renting, you know, a sultan's house that when he's here once a month or once a year. But it goes down in scale. So there's going to be, I guess, a trickle down uh, effect. Yeah. So either Le- way, LeBron it's, will it's, host some people at his place probably. But then it's like, wildly silly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, like. I don't know, Pierce Brosnan or Elon Musk, if you're listening, LeBron James, uh, we'd love to have some uh, houses for the price of on the house uh, for that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, but still, it's just ridiculous. Um, okay. I have another personal story. Uh, Andy, are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. It's about a year in the making. Uh, I just bought today tickets showtime for a movie on Friday. Two tickets. I'm going to the movie theater on Friday. It's remarkable. I don't remember the last time I went to the theater. I don't remember the last movie I saw in a theater. I'm going. Reserve my seats. The whole deal. You going to that one across from your place there? Yeah, where you just walk over the bridge. All right. It's yeah. going to be marvelous. Going to sneak some candy in from uh, the Ralphs over there. Used to do that as a kid. I would sneak in Necco wafers a lot. I don't know why I liked those as a kid. I think because they look like sound, pogs. That doesn't sound like interesting candy at all. That's the they're worst basically one. it's like a, a sweet tart, but they're flat like pogs pucks, and they're like mint flavored. Something they're all gross. you know it's a you know Neapolitan. They're all sorts of flavors. Yeah. They're different colors too. They're coming like a parchment paper. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll get into uh, the movies when we have, you know, what's coming out this week, which I also don't know when the last time we did that was certainly at least a year. So very exciting uh, there. But yeah, you you have any plans to go to a theater in the near future, Andy? Uh, I'd like to see what if there's something I really want to go see, because I have a movie theater uh, right right near me as well. Um, Well, you know, I'm patient, like. Like maybe I would see Godzilla, except I'm just gonna go see it at home because it's there. Yeah, it's coming out the same day. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it has been for me. It's been over a year. I remember it was the week before like everything happened. I did go to the movies. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. There you go. It was a, a wonderful time. <laughs> and now that was the last time I went to a movie theater. So it was like the first week of March, and I remember being a little weird. Like, was this? Was this wrong? Is this like dangerous? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how bad things are. Yeah. Uh, but I assume going to a movie theater is probably not what they want you to do. And uh, I was on a plane enough. coming from Portland, which was near the initial epicenter of Seattle. So, yeah, but Oregon's got like 14 deaths total the whole time now. You're fine. Well, yeah, that you was could've, a you could have gone ago. back and forth. Yeah, but you could have gone back and forth with them. Like. I mean, flight attendants are, and nothing's happened to them, so I think planes are safe. Um, we don't really have any data on movie theaters because they've been closed. Yeah, but uh, it's caused a lot of uh, anguish for Christopher Nolan, so. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. It's it's taken its toll on people, especially. I saw groups. he was like the first person to go see a movie uh, yeah. when theaters opened in L.A. last, like a week ago today or something, whatever it was, Thursday. Um, what a life what a life that that's what you're so concerned about well when that's your job i get it you got to go out there get the photos taken of you and then everyone's like okay yeah 
I might run into Christopher Nolan. Like, who knows? Um, we're going to move right along, though. But yeah, I'm excited. I'll give a review of that next week uh, so uh, people can watch. I mean, who doesn't love Bob Odenkirk? I have said too much. We haven't even said what I was seeing yet. Uh, okay. But uh, so on Disney Plus, there is a reboot coming out of The Mighty Ducks. And it's a yes. TV series. And you know who it's not going to star? They didn't ask to come back. The drug guy, Sean Weiss. And uh, he's been drug free, I think, about a year now. And they did ask most everybody to come uh, and, you know, have some sort of a, a role in this new series. But him and, uh, you know, he, his his people reached out for comment. He did not. And uh, obviously they said they're disappointed. Uh, they'd love to, you know, have the, have the opportunity to. Uh, revamp that character and, and see what he's up to and so on and so forth. And uh, maybe if a season two happens, I feel like this is like a screech situation. It's like Disney uh, tread lightly. This guy could die if you don't bring him into the series. Yeah, I don't think, but the series is not about those people. Cause it's like kind of weird. Like, Hey, those are all adults. Like, yeah, but say by the bell wasn't either. Yeah, but it was easier to shoehorn those people in than the kids. And also say by the bell was always about, uh, you know, Zach Morris, war, whereas Mighty Ducks was really always about Emilio Estevez. So this is he's true. back and that's what, that's what matters. Uh, yeah, well, I'm curious to see what he's up to. <laughs> uh, I think he hates coaching again. He hates kids again. Yeah, it's going to be a trailer. replay of the movie. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think it looks that good. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of other know, things to watch where it's like, I'm not going to just like go out of my way to find that but who knows and i never loved those as a kid so it's not like i have such like a nostalgia that i had to go uh seek it out yeah um but there's also you know joshua jackson's not going to be in this he said oh he would love to but he was busy because he's the only person with a career still mm-hmm. so yeah those are thanks but no thanks uh and then yeah uh, uh, juicy smollett is uh definitely not going to be in it either so Did you call him juicy <laughs> yeah He's, uh, you know, not not very popular anymore. I didn't even know he was in that. He was a child actor. I didn't know he was in it until I watched it recently. And I was like, oh, that black kid is him. Huh. Well, he wasn't one of the key characters. You yeah. Know, but he was definitely in it. Interesting. Like, That's fucking weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. And uh, that debuts Friday, if we did not mention that. Um, Disney Plus. Yeah. Tell us about a new DC Comics movie, Andy. So they're still making DC movies, uh, despite all the weirdness that's happened. And uh, I will get into some DC stuff later uh, when we talk about what we've, what we've been watching. You can probably guess what that is. But uh, they, they announced a, a new project, Zatanna. This is a actually a, a long-established character. She's like a magician, but also a superhero somehow. I don't really get it. There's a lot of weird shit in comic books. She works but, yeah, at the Magic Z- Castle. Yeah, Zatanna, uh, but it's going to be made by the uh, the person who made Promising Young Woman, which is a movie that came out this year that's you know nominated for an Oscar. Uh, the, the director, she was writer and director. She was nominated, I think, for both screenplay and directing. Maybe maybe not both, but at least one of them. Uh, so you know that that seems to be what happens is uh, these young directors they do a. a critically acclaimed indie thing and then they go get that paycheck from a comic book movie but um 
hopefully uh that means that would be it's gonna be of good quality that uh i think that's that's worked when they go get these indie directors to make something so oh fancy that yeah who wouldn't you know seek out a payday if you had a oscar nommed movie yeah (sighs) okay well, speaking of Christopher Nolan, uh, people who are fans of Tenet, if they haven't seen it, they're in luck because it's coming to HBO Max. Yeah, on May 1st, you'll be able to watch Tenet on HBO Max. And uh, uh, that is no surprise. It is a Warner Brothers film. So obviously it was going to find its way there eventually. Uh, but what is notable about this is that uh, during the whole HBO Max putting their movies out, uh, that kind of stuff, that whole thing. Christopher Nolan was very vocal about hating the decision, and he called HBO Max the worst streaming service. Um, well, now his movie is going to be on the worst streaming service, um, along with a bunch of his other movies, I think. They um, rotate, like, the Dark Knight trilogy moves, like, every 36 hours from one site to another. It's quite yeah. remarkable. Yeah, they made all these deals. All those uh, the film production companies made all these deals years ago, and then now they all have their own service and it's like they have to stick to those commitments. So like I'm pretty sure Star Wars is going to leave Disney Plus at some point again because they already made a deal with Netflix in like the year 2002. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, Tenet, I don't know if Tenet was made way in the I mean, currently. So they probably don't sell those movies off anymore that they just. Yeah, right, they obviously knew what was coming. They had the uh, HBO Max in the works kind of thing. And they're like, no, 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 no more yeah. talking to these other folk anymore. Yep. Well, I like that because obviously we watched it in your movie theater and uh, I need to watch it again to you know really grasp it. So I would definitely flip that on and, uh, you know have it be a multi-parter you know watch a couple you know 40 minutes here 50 minutes there kind of thing yeah do you think you could get like the snyder cut of tenant i'm gonna look for it yeah get it in multiple parts uh well the other thing is christopher nolan never wanted his movies to be seen on like a tv he hates it so much uh yeah, but it's i fun. bet you he has one yeah uh, i'm sure he's gonna ask for this to be available in 4k i don't know if it will be but it's not necessary. It it is a good movie visually. It's got good sound and all that stuff. Uh, hey, you're a Malfi Coast. Yeah, you don't you don't need it. Yeah, but we don't so, need anything. We ha- we want everything. I want it. No, that's 4K. fine. But I'm saying for all the people there who still have a 1080 TV and are like, well, Christopher Nolan might be upset with me if I watch this movie just at home. Uh, you're fine. Yeah, you're not gonna run to him at Trader Joe's and be like. Gabe, you know, we were tight, but I know you watched my movie at home. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't even see get that the 4K happening. disc. You could have got the 4K disc, but you didn't. <laughs> uh, I guess while we're on it, so uh, Warner Brothers, that same day uh, movie to theater to their service has officially announced, which I thought this was already official, but it'll only last for this year. Yeah, so they announced today uh, they made an, a deal with Regal Theaters. Um, they're not going to have their movies come out same day on HBO Max in the year 2022. Uh, I am still skeptical whether that'll continue through the end of the year. Um, I still think Dune, they should just release only in theaters. Um, well, because they haven't plugged a release date for that one yet, right? I think it's still Christmas. Oh, okay. Christmas 22. Uh, but, you know, they're 
director was very upset about that as well. He wants that movie to be seen in theaters by as many people as possible. I mean, Casey um, Affleck Jr. is pissed. That little kid? He looks just like Casey Affleck. Yeah. But I don't know if he cares. He got his paycheck. I was kind of he kidding. Direct, I just wanted to say Casey Affleck Jr. He didn't direct the movie. Um, But so and really quick, what's the next movie coming? Uh, Is there something at the end of the month? No, not the end of the month. Kong so, is the next one, huh? Yeah. Godzilla comes 15th? out next. Yeah. Next next week. Oh, next week. Um, or maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it comes out end of March, but that wouldn't make sense. I've actually uh, like added to my watch list the latest Godzilla. With oh, it comes Brian out this Cranston. Friday. It is this Friday. Okay. Fancy yeah. that. Okay. Uh, so I better watch that soon, the Godzilla one, because I, I, I never got into any of that shit. Like, I watched the Matthew Broderick one when I was 11. And yeah, well, it's not the only thing I remember about it is they used I think it was uh, they used Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And Puff Daddy made a song with that. Yeah. So that's literally all I remember from that. Other than like they show the size of him. He takes up the whole screen for a second or something. Soundtrack was pretty good back in the day. I don't remember, though, because I was 11. I literally haven't seen it since. And I haven't seen any Godzilla since. Um, okay, so so correction here. It's coming out March 31st on HBO Max, but it'll be in some theaters uh, on March 24th. What is that next uh, Wednesday? So that'll be uh, Wednesday. So that's strange that a movie would come out on Wednesday, yeah, but it's a weird release. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, things are things are stranger now. Yeah. Every day is whatever day you want it to be now. Um. Uh, Okay, well, well, good stuff there. Uh, moving off of Warner Brothers and HBO, Mike Tyson, Jamie Foxx. Tell us more, Andy. Jamie Foxx does a great Mike Tyson impression. If you, uh, I would say check it out if you haven't heard it before. Uh, but he has long been wanting to do a Mike Tyson movie. You know, play him in a movie, do a, some sort of you know biopic or something. Uh, well, it's finally happening. And it's not going to be a movie. It'll be a series. So um, I don't know. It, it's supposed to be executive produced by Antoine Fuqua of Training Day and a bunch of other things and Scorsese. So it's like they've got people behind this project. I want to know. What, I mean, Jamie Foxx is old now. Like he can't. They're not going to be making a movie about young Mike Tyson. They'll de-age right? him. I guess they can. But also. Is that going to be cool to make a movie about Mike Tyson, including, you know, like uh, being convicted of rape? Is that going to be part of the movie? It might. It depends uh, on how uh, gritty they're looking to go. And you yeah. said series. So, yeah, it's it seems like I think it's funny how that part of Mike Tyson is just like completely ignored when we we care so much these days about uh, every indiscretion. Uh, and then Mike Tyson is on those Mike's Hard Lemonade commercials every fucking every five every five minutes. I see Mike Tyson on uh, those commercials because I've been watching the NCAA tournament. So I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Mike Tyson is the opposite of canceled. Yeah, it's you know what? Uh, it's really inspiring in some ways. Yeah, as long as you don't care, they can't cancel you. Uh, <laughs> quick side note: I heard this on a podcast the other day. They were talking about you know de aging people and all that. Deep fakes came up, and the, the guy was saying, you know, what about using deep fakes? on people to make them look young uh, versus doing the de-aging software because of how far that software is coming. 
Like the one where um, Bill Hader turns into Tom Cruise from like four or yeah. five years ago. So I think they don't want to use it because of like ethical reasons and you're not actually being the person. So I know like um, uh, Mandalorian season two, um, I'm going to give you some quick spoilers. So Ooh. if you still have a uh, waiting to watch that, uh, skip forward like 30 seconds. Uh, Luke Skywalker at the end of that. Yeah, that was that was Mark Hamill. But then also they put another reference face and they did all this weird stuff. Uh, it looks weird. I don't love it. Someone did a deep fake to just use like footage using footage from like Return of the Jedi as, as the reference. Mm-hmm. And it looks so much better. Really? So I have not better. seen that. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, they should do this. But they don't because like you didn't you don't need the person anymore. And it's like. I think they don't want to start doing that because then it gets into like, you know, just doing that for anyone. Yeah. But what if you just use the person and then deep fake their own face? Yeah, but I think it's once you start that and people see how it's so much better, then it's going to be really hard to Uh uh, do it the old way and then have people like say someone's like, no, I don't want that. I don't like that. But quote. James Cameron from the show Entourage, like season three or whatever it is, when uh, they're talking about how far, you know, graphics and uh, animation has come. And uh, Cameron looks at, I think, Kevin Conley and he's like, in five years, we're not going to need actors. It's like, kidding. It's like, maybe he's right, but it's like 15 or 25 years. Well, yeah, there's already in um, like Asia for years now they've had those like fictional character singers. I guess like we've had like gorillas, you know, um, that was like an art project, but like, gorillas? that's like, you remember gorillas, the gorillas. Yeah. They, they were, were fake. They, they were a cartoon. Well, their show, like their music videos, they were real yeah. people. But when they know when they played concerts, they would just play like the cartoons and the real people were like in the back. Oh, like Daft Punk or something? Stage fright? But but they were in just in helmets. It, it was a different thing. But like I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, in like Asia, they just have like fictional people <laughs> as pop stars. So yeah, they, I know they, they have robot models on Instagram <laughs> that like people follow, and they think I don't know if they know they're real or or if they think they're real or if they know they're fake. I have no idea. But uh, it's weird. I don't know where yeah. this world's going sometimes. Well, I'm not worried about that. I I don't think they can deep fake like really powerful acting. But like yeah. the Luke Skywalker shit of just like, hello, <laughs> that's easy to do. Well, either way, I'm excited to see however that uh, Jamie Foxx Tyson series unfolds. Where is that going to be yet? Do we know yet? Uh, they have they're in production and they're going to shop it around. To <sighs> see who, I who hope Showtime doesn't pick it up, but I feel that's like they would thinking. be the one that picks it up. <laughs> It's probably going to be Showtime. Then but, uh, we all have to get Showtime for a month and a half. Yeah, I don't know. And then hopefully someday they're like, well, Showtime doesn't exist anymore. And that's part of Paramount Plus. And now that's why you need to get Paramount Plus is because at least you have some good back catalog good there. Let me know, ask you this. Nice. And I think we've talked about this. Who owns stars? Uh, they're like independent. Because they still are the only one that you can watch uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> I think it was like they're independent. Maybe Lionsgate owns them now. I feel like that you had you had said that before. That sounds right. Yeah, Lionsgate owns them, but they used to be just independent. And Lionsgate 
was like looking to be bought out by one of the big companies because they're they're like the sixth biggest and they don't really have a whole bunch of uh like properties that everyone loves hmm. i mean they have john wick i think but it's like compare lionsgate to you know universal and warner brothers it's like they're no they're nobody yeah but they make a lot of stuff yeah they're they're still i feel like they the dominate ones, the but... teen demographic yeah i don't know so I, when we were kids, we saw a lot of movies. I feel like come out of Lionsgate. The Death Day movies; those have to be Lionsgate. Uh, probably the what? Stupid Purge movies. Those are all. Those are all Blumhouse, which is partners with Universal. Oh, I rest my case. Yeah. So <laughs> then I don't know what they do. All right. Um, tell us about the other changes coming to uh, upcoming releases for Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney noted their uh, release schedule for the rest of the year. They had some dates already uh, that were kind of placeholders. You know, they didn't know, they didn't know what things would look like, uh, so they hadn't set in stone everything, but now they kind of put out what they're going to do. Uh, so Cruella and Black Widow are going to be theatrical and Disney Plus releases, but you have to pay the $30. Who's going to so do that, that? That bullshit that no one's ever going to do. So I think... Uh, Cruella is going to be out end of May and Black Widow will be out July 9th. If you have, you know, two kids and you're married, then I get it because it's it just seems like it's probably a pain in the ass. Get the kids in the car seats. They're going to throw their Cheerios all over the car. You drive to the theater. Then one of them goes into the arcade. You're just wrangling them up and you're spending the same amount of money to just stay home and have them be quiet for 45 minutes uh you know take a break and then be quiet again for the rest of the movie i get that but everyone else doesn't make sense yeah like the whole thing it's like well it's cheaper than going to the theater like if you get a bunch of people i'm like what that's not gonna happen never gonna happen for me you're Um, also not supposed to get a bunch of people yeah right well not the thing maybe by the summer i mean i think uh july 9th that's after uh biden said july 4th we can go crazy I think he so. said we could have small backyard. Yeah, now he's like, no, I'm just going to be fucking nuts. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, old man? That's what people are doing now. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to resurrect the. Uh, the. Those ice blocks that you pour the liquor down. Oh, yeah. The, like, that, that industry thing. must be just fucking toast, but they're going to come back. Yeah, I'm or sure they pivoted like a home kits or something. <laughs> Igloos. Yeah. I, hey, do you want to get one of those? <laughs> get an igloo. We'll get one of them in October. You want one? Uh, that sounds like a mess. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, Black Widow's coming out July 9th. So uh, maybe that's the first movie I'll see in theaters. I that's don't know if I'll wait that long. a long ways away, Andy. But... I'm sure there's something before then that'll take your fancy. Yeah. Uh, but the other news that they did announce is that uh, Luca, which we talked about a few weeks ago, their, yeah, the newest Donch. Pixar. Well, no, the new Pixar movie that was oh. supposed to come out in June. It's still coming out in June. But that won't even that won't get any theatrical release. That'll be on Disney Plus for free, just like Soul. So, uh, thank you for that, because mm. that's probably going to be the best of anything that's going to release this year. You know, the Pixar movie is usually their best movie. So, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed um, Soul. So, if you're going to tell us like you, know, you can watch Black Widow, but for thirty bucks, and then she's like, "Well, we'll give you this one for free." That's that's nice of them. Yeah, it's give and take, you know. Yeah, although it's not really free; it's eight dollars a month. But you know, well. With selected Verizon plans, it's free. Okay. In your face. Granted, I pay, I think, 100 a month for my cell phone plan, but they give me Apple Music. They give me 
uh, or Disney Plus uh, a 16. year. They give me a year for free of Discovery Plus. Uh, I don't have any 5G yet. Um, my phone always says I'm on 5G, but come on, let's be real. It's, it's not. fake. Yeah. We all know it's fake. Um, okay. Well, our couple other pieces of news before we get into what we're watching. Uh, Spielberg has a new movie and Seth Rogen's going to play his uncle. Yeah. So Spielberg's next project is uh, more personal to him. Uh, I have to think. Spielberg doesn't have that many more projects left in him. Um, sad to say, but he's getting up there, but he's still going and his, uh, his next projects can be semi autobiographical. So uh, about his childhood. Uh, so a fictionalized version and uh, Seth Rogen is going to star as his uncle in the movie. So as the Spielberg characters, uncle. Um, so that's interesting. Seth Rogen, what a career. Like that's a big one. That's <laughs> huge for him. Yeah, he just launched his marijuana business, and now he's going to be in a Spielberg movie. So, I mean, he did the uh, Steve Jobs movie. And I was already like, whoa, that's strange. Yeah, and he was good he in was, that. Very good. Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, obviously, that's pretty far away from uh, coming out. Well, Spielberg usually does a good job of turning things around pretty quick. So I think they expect that out next year. OK, so. So yeah. soon. Sooner than maybe you'd think for a movie that just announced a cast member, but yeah, very cool. All right. Well, we haven't done this in about a year or so. We're going to talk about what's coming to theaters this Friday. There's not much. Uh, according to this, I'm about three movies, one and a half. Uh, but nobody starring Bob Odenkirk is due out on a Friday. And if you play your cards right, you might be in the same theater as me. Yeah. I've seen this trailer. Um, I think it looks awesome. I love Bob Odenkirk. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Doc Brown. Uh, so I'm excited. Connie Nelson, Nielsen, whatever, from Wonder Woman and other yep. things. Um, Michael Ironside. So Riza's in it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's got people. Uh, meta score of 66 too. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I think this might be somewhat successful for the theaters. Uh, right now, the box office from uh, this last week was Raya and the Last Dragon dominating at 5.1, followed <laughs> swiftly by 3.8 million for Tom and Jerry. Uh, so. I don't know if kids movies are the ones that people uh, want right now. I feel like that this is a strange. good one because it's it's probably easy to go get to. And I don't know who doesn't like watching an action movie and who doesn't like Bob Odenkirk. I mean, he's been in The Office. He's been in uh, Better Call Saul and obviously uh, Breaking Bad. It's like it's got range. Yeah, he played Michael Scott, you know, for another company, but he was a version of Michael Scott. Yes. Also, it's weird. I mean, how often is the number five on the uh, top grossing for the week, not even hit a million, barely even peak over half uh, a million. The crudes was number five at $626,000. That's pretty crazy. And wasn't that like released a while ago? I've seen that on uh you can rent that on it, you know, Apple yeah. iTunes right now. So, 
Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, movies may be coming back and people may be going back to movies. Uh, before we get into what we've been watching, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com, formerly known as The Simple Doggy, where you're going to find the perfect dog leash that you've been waiting for. And if you act now and plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off your order. So head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up your new favorite dog leash. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. And plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. How many things do you have and did you finish Justice League? Of course I finished it. Of course. Uh, I I only have three. I had the uh, tournament to watch this weekend, so mm. a little light on the movies. Uh-huh. But uh, they're, they're powerful ones that I watch, so. Okay. I... Call uh, stop the presses. I have four, uh, including oh. Justice League. I finished Justice League. Okay. Yeah, I put my mind to it and I accomplished it. Uh, so I guess I'll lead us off then, and we can close with Justice League. Okay. So I watched Sea Biscuit, Tobey Maguire on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie. Honestly, I didn't even really remember it. I think I watched it when I was a kid, but it's like you're a kid. I think it came out in what 2003 or something. Um, but did it come out in 2003? It was it was post Spider Man, definitely, but probably in the middle of the whole Spider Man run. Yeah. Something. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I was a a child. Um. But it was good. I mean, it's got Jeff Bridges. Come on. Yeah, no, I remember it being fun. One thing that was movie. weird is Elizabeth Banks played his wife. Oh, isn't she like easily 30 years younger than him? No, really? She was in Spider-Man. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, she was uh, Joan. Joan oh, that's uh, right. She's like the, uh, the front desk lady. Uh huh. And that character is in the in the uh, Tom Holland movies, too goes to high school with them so they're, they're supposed to be the same age wait no i'm talking about her and jeff bridges oh sorry to my toby mcguire no like, they're yeah like, they're like sense. the same age oh yeah well, i mean it's a different time back then i guess i feel like in the 50s which i don't know if this movie takes place in the 50s i'm just assuming it does i think it was the 40s okay i feel like first like the people's wives just always died and then there was like a 60 year old man and like well he has to get married and well so in this one his first wife left him because their kid died okay yeah it's like a dewey cox thing convenient story wrong kid dad yeah uh but it's good um it's fun it's got heart you know it's one of those perfect uh come from behind stories that the horse is down and then the little jockey's down it's also just funny how little those guys are. And did you watch this because I referenced it a couple weeks back? No, because uh, that's actually the the where our reception's going to be, San Anita. Yeah. So we wanted to get a taste of it. A lot of it's at San Anita. That was like this guy's home uh, track. Because I said uh, the only the only jockey I know is Tobin McGuire. Uh, I do remember that too. It, it was just coincidental. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I'll do one more because you have. You said three or you want to go? You go. Okay, I will go. Um, 
I watched the episode, first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the newest Marvel TV show. Look at you. Um, and uh, if I'm going to grade it incomplete, you know, it's one episode. Uh, there's some interesting things going on here that they're really dealing with. Um, like, well, what is the post Avengers world look like that like all the popular Avengers are gone. Is there even like a team? Like does the government have people that fight on their behalf? And it's like, what's going on? And you know, the Falcon is just kind of, yeah, it kind of works for them, but he also just has to do it, get on with his life and be a normal person. And that's like, it's interesting. Yeah. Then the, the winter soldiers going to therapy because, you know, he was uh brainwashed assassin for, 60 years or 80 years and now he just wants to have Does a normal life only work in the winter he takes the summers off he was the winter soldier because he was stored in siberia when he wasn't assassinating people okay so they would they would freeze him they'd take him to a facility there and then freeze him that's how he's uh-huh. uh, that's how he's like 120 like there was a joke in here where someone's like so how old are you he's like 120 she's like ah. and it's like no that's really he actually is hmm. yeah uh should i watch it I like these characters in this like storyline probably more than the rest of the Marvel stuff. So like continuing on from Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War. So Captain America is gone because he retired and now it's like his two buddies have to continue on. And uh, it's more like grounded. It's more like spy shit. So like like this is going to be like international terrorists. There's like a, you know, he has to like the opening mission, he has to recover like a person before they go across uh, a border because then there's going to be a dispute with foreign countries. And it's like, it's like really, it's like more grounded. It's like a Tom Clancy type thing uh, mm-hmm. more than, you know, the Hulk uh, jumping in the air and destroying a building. Mm, so gotcha. I, I, I like these characters, but right now it's incomplete on uh, the series. Yeah, only one, episode. one episode, right? But um, I do like uh, Wyatt Russell is in this. So he looks, he's going to be playing a replacement Captain America. So I always enjoy him. He's funny. So. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Okay. Uh, my second movie, also on Amazon Prime, and it's brand new from 2020. Liam Neeson's Honest Thief. Are you familiar? No, I mean, there's so many Liam Neeson's. I mean, yeah, it's all, uh, it, it just. They're all kind of the same, but this one. So he's his, his background is he was in the Marines and he was a, a demon a demolitions expert. And uh, obviously he's retired. He's very old now, uh, but he had robbed like, you know, 10 banks, whatever it was, and stolen nine million dollars over the last you know nine years or whatever it was. And uh, wasn't, you know, no, no idea what they uh, who he was or anything about him, but he finds love at his old age and uh it's just unbearable to live with that she doesn't know and he doesn't you know he doesn't even touch the money it it was just kind of for sport so he uh calls it into the fbi and uh you know they get a lot of calls about this guy they don't really take it seriously but two guys go to look at it things go awry and uh bad things happen and he has to clear his name uh you know so that he doesn't he's still a, a bank robber, but he's not other things. OK, that was confusing. It's like he has to clear his name, but he also did it. So, yeah, but he so yeah, other things had happened on top of that, that. Yeah. People were going to blame him for, I guess. 
I mean, it's a Liam Neeson movie. You're going to get a lot of action. It's going to be an hour and 31 minutes. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I think it took place in. Oh, like Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, it always has to be somewhere in America. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, that guy is way out of place. Yeah, he can't be from here. (laughs) But it was good. Um, It's got uh, Robert Patrick Terminator. Oh, it also has a guy from Burn Notice. Uh, The main guy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it had one of the guys from uh, Pool Hall Junkies, but it's not. Uh, If that's a deep poll, I don't know. (laughs) But it's not that guy. It's not. And then his uh, lady is from, I think she was the mom in the 13 Reasons Why. Uh, And she's good. Nothing to me. The show. I don't know. I know what it is, but I I don't know who's in it. I don't know what else she was in. You've seen her in things, Uh, but it's good. I've seen everyone. Yeah. It's worth watching and it's free. Uh, I almost rented this a few weeks back just because. And, uh, it popped up on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I get a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, next one? All right. So uh, this is uh, you know, a callback to uh, the news. I watched Promising Young Woman, which was uh, talked about the news. The director of this movie is going to be directing a new DC movie. So um I, I we talked about it last week. I would like to try to watch all of the Oscar nominees if I can. Um, this one is not on a streaming service, but it is now a regular rental. It's been long enough that it's no longer the twenty bucks. So it was just a regular five dollar rental on Amazon, and uh, I pulled the trigger last week and watched it. And um, like high level, I'd say it probably is the best of the nominees I've watched so far. Mm. Um, it's really it's a really interesting movie uh, of course it's about stuff about important stuff in today's it's world so that's stuff. uh it's one of those things where it's like of course this was gonna you know be a big thing because who's in this again uh it's carrie mulligan is the main character and so she plays a uh like a stunted woman in her 30s who um she's still living with her parents she works at a coffee shop and it's like something's What's her deal? What her deal is on the weekends, she goes out to like clubs and bars and pretends to be drunk. And so uh, people will try to take advantage of her. And then, uh, you know, once they do, they bring her home. She uh, turns the tables on them. And uh, I don't want to get into all the whole thing of what she's doing and everything, but that's kind of the, the setup. Uh, but then she ends up, um, you re- they reveal more about her backstory, why she's doing this kind of stuff. Um, she reconnects with someone from her past and then she goes kind of on a, a more focused mission rather than just a, be kind of like scattered justice. She's trying to do by like just going to the bars where like one of the people like McLovin picks her up and like tells her about his, his screenplay that he's writing. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's funny. It's a dark comedy in a lot of ways, but, uh, but then it goes on this like revenge plot and it goes into some weird places. Um, Bo Burnham plays plays the guy I who see that yeah who is uh who she reconnects with and uh he's delightful he I, was a pretty up and coming comic a decade ago right yeah like he was he was one of the first to be like big on YouTube and everything 
but he he made that movie eighth grade a couple years ago, which was a really, really good movie. He just wrote and directed a movie. And I don't I don't know much acting he really has done, but he was really good in this. Uh, I think he just because he was himself. Um, I would imagine a lot of the dialogue was him just being funny because that's what he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a good character. Um, he's in the big sick. I don't remember him from that. Yeah, was it, I think he was like his roommate or something. I don't know. Um, there's there's a an amazing scene in the middle of this movie with uh, Alfred Molina. Just wonderful. Uh, this movie has an incredible cast. So like every all of the guys in this movie are people you would know. Like they're from sitcoms or stuff. Like Adam Brody, uh, McLovin, um, Max Greenfield from like New Girl, and you know a million other things. Um. So many people in, in this movie, like every little person in this is someone, you know, and it's like cool that they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's it's an engaging movie. It is not very long. Um, it's, it is different than you would think a uh, a best picture winner type movie would be. Uh, I don't think it's going to win, but it's cool that like it's in that conversation. And maybe it wouldn't be in a different year, in a more uh, full year. But it's definitely an interesting movie. And um, I will tell you one thing about. I had to look up who this this director. Her name is Emerald Fennel. Uh, it's like, well, I've never heard of this person at yeah. all. What has she done? Uh, well, a callback to, um, let's say, off podcast conversations. Uh, she's best known as the showrunner of Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. So that's what she's from. So uh, she's also she's acting, does acting as well. So it's not just uh, she does it all acting, writing, directing, you know. But um, definitely, definitely an interesting movie. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I like seeing uh, Adam Brody pop up in things. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 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 in one scene. Yeah. He but is. still, nevertheless. Yeah. I and mean, he was good in Knives Out. Yeah. Or was it the other one? No. Ready? Ready or not? Yeah, the other yeah, one. The same um, goddamn movie. Yeah, and, and it's a bunch of different types of movies at once. It's like there's like romantic comedy parts that are like, oh, this is fun, and then it's like, oh, this is a thriller, and this is you know all this kind of stuff. This is this is really creepy. So I enjoyed it. I'm seeing on here Sam Richardson. Yes, I love that guy. He's uh from the Netflix. Well, he's in a lot of things, but he'll the always series. be from Veep. He's Richard okay. Split. The Netflix series, I think you should leave. Uh, he was in that, and that's wonderful. It's a stupid sketch show, but um, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that guy. That guy's hilarious. He's great. I, I want to see him in more stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do I have next? I watched The Wrong Missy. <laughs> oh, no. Have you heard of that? I'm, yeah, this is the uh, David Spade, right? Yeah, I had no idea what the hell it was. Uh, it's a Happy Madison uh, vacation movie. Uh, it's got Mrs. Sandler. Adam is Adam Sandler's not in this one. Uh, Nick Swartzen with his chubby cheeks. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, I saw that. That looks that looks dangerous. Like he's gonna die. Yeah, I saw a picture of him in that movie. Like he was bloated. Yeah, it's uh, unfamiliar. And then the complete juxtaposition, you have uh, Lauren Lapkus of uh, Crashing Fame. And she just plays a nut job. It also has uh, Jeff Pearson, who I meant to look this up. And now that I'm here, he had a show, a sitcom where he like was in a basement 
uh, he was a married guy. It was almost like married with children, but he had a puppet that was yeah, yeah, like of Stewie, course. Uh, or uh, Brian, I guess is it the dog's name from Family Mac- Family Guy. Yeah, no, I remember this thing. It was it was what a knockoff was married with children, and it's one of those things where you feel like it wasn't real. Yeah, because we were so like a, young too. It's a shared memory. Yeah, um, but you know, um, E from Entourage was in that show. He was. was he, like he was five? like the, the son. He was the uh, the fake bud bundy then i don't even that's how i know it's real because i've i've had to confirm myself i mean this wasn't before married with children was it no no it was like mid 90s when this came out so like in the middle of that's popularity and it's like we're just gonna rip it off we're gonna have this show with the fucked up family see it's real i don't see it he's in uh behind enemy lines in 2001 yeah but maybe it was unhappily ever after yeah, that's it. Uh, 100 episodes. Yeah, just back then, they just, I think they made like 40 per month. Yeah, there was that dumb uh, stuffed animal dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Kevin Conley. <laughs> uh, insane. Um, so you watched that show? Yeah, I watched I had to remember what I watched. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's got. Uh, What's his name? Obviously, Rob Schneider, but it has a uh, Chris Watoski from. I think it was Love on Netflix, which was kind of funny, and he's been on like a commercial for an insurance or something. And then it had uh, the main girl from Scrubs, Elliot, I think. Uh, it's, it's a good cast. It's fun. Um, it's not as dumb as a lot of Happy Madison stuff these days, but it. It's got moments on both sides of the thing. Both there's definitely dumb things, and then there's there's some funny moments. Um, it's on Netflix. I don't know. It's going to cost you an hour and a half of your life to watch. It was on my list to watch for a while, but it was like, when am I going to be in the right mood to watch that? Because yeah, I'd seen the trailer, and the the Lauren Lapkus character was so uh, obnoxious. Yeah. That I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, that's like a sketch character that lasts for two minutes. Yeah, it's like a mad TV sketch. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can do a whole movie of that. Uh, but David Spade seems fine. And I'm happy that he's able to do things. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer um, Rob Schneider with his bad eye in uh, 51st Dates versus this Hawaiian Rob Schneider. Yeah. But, you know, take what you can get. <laughs> Okay, uh, are we ready for the main event? Yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to go over like the history of everything? Because I've studied this. You now. do it because you're going to know way more about yeah. this than me. So first, first off, I want to uh, maybe apologize. I don't know, warn people. So people who don't care that the whole internet's been talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League for you know the whole weekend. Uh, I would think if you don't care, it's very annoying. She's like, "What the fuck is this? I don't care. Stop talking about it." Uh, but I think it's fascinating, not necessarily the movie itself, but just the backstory and how everything happened. Uh, so in 2016, Batman versus Superman came out and it was not a good movie. It was weird and dark and not what people wanted at all. And it, a lot of people saw it. It made money, but it got such bad reviews that I think Warner Brothers realized we cannot continue and make a movie like that again. Uh, but the bad news was that they were already in the middle of filming the sequel, Justice League. And, um, you know, it happened. They filmed 
They filmed a bunch of it. It was going to be like two movies at one time. Uh, and yeah, Zack Snyder just filmed a whole bunch of shit to make this movie. And uh, but by the end of that year, so 2016, when they're trying to, you know, cut it together. Um, it was four hours and the studio was like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't make this movie. People hated the Batman versus Superman and said it was too long. And that was like two and a half hours. You can't do four hours. Uh, and he kept coming back and like, no, you can't do three and a half hours. Like you can't, we need it two hours. And it's like, and eventually he kept trying and it was like nonsensical. Uh, but they also, they wanted to make changes regardless. So they hired uh, Joss Whedon, who, who made the first two Avengers movies. They wanted to, to lighten up the movie because they didn't want it to be so dark. They didn't think the audience would like that. Why not hire a guy who's had uh, a track record of doing this? He makes funny jokes. He puts good jokes in the superhero movies. Um, so they hired him to write new scenes so that when you cut out a bunch of the shit, it would make sense, you know, and that, that's, that's common. That's what reshoots are all about. If you have to make, if you have to cut stuff out, but then it like, you know, destroys the continuity, then you got to go film something to fix it. Uh, so they hired him to write all these scenes. Um, and then eventually he took over directing a lot of these scenes. And then um, Zack Snyder had a personal tragedy. His, his daughter uh, committed suicide and he uh, had to step back from the project. And then, so Joss Whedon took over the whole project, became basically the, had the final say of how this movie was going to go. He filmed his new scenes. He cut what he wanted to cut. And when the finished product came out, everyone's like, this sucks still. It had dumb jokes, but the dumb jokes don't make it any better, you know? Yeah. So uh, the whole thing was a disaster. And just like, uh, what, a, what a thing, but it's over. Um, but the fans on the internet have been saying, well, this guy, we know this guy. He said he's filmed five hours of this movie. Uh, so there's something there. You could probably re-edit this movie just with his footage and make something that makes sense. Um, and eventually, Warner Brothers said, let's do it with the pandemic and everything and launching a new streaming service. They said, let's do it. We're going to give you a bunch of money. You're going to be able to uh, get the special effects made for all of the scenes that you filmed already. Uh, $70 million. I thought it was 90. Um, I, I heard 70. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it all in all total, it was 90. That's uh, an unbelievable to f to finish a movie that was already finished. That's what and they, is hey. that including is that the total budget or is that 90 million for this new version? Not including no, what they had just spent the before? new the new version. The, the, the old version was already the most expensive movie ever made. <laughs> so this movie is uh, like a billion dollars or something. So the movie, I believe what Snyder filmed cost them like 250 million. Oh my God. And then to do all the, the, the Whedon scenes cost another hundred million because they had to go get Ben Affleck back and everything. And that, that's the joke is like um, Henry Cavill had a mustache during the reshoots. Yeah. Uh, so they had to digitally <laughs> remove the mustache. Uh, ben Affleck was, uh, you know, on a bender, uh, not looking as good. And just kind of like <laughs> thing was fucked up. Like the whole thing was just a disaster. Um, but in the end, we got this. We got this, the four hour Snyder cut. It happened. Six, six chapters, right? That, that was what they... <laughs> Something like that. It he took it me with, five days to watch. Yeah. So I watched it all all at once because I just kind of. Good gosh. Just let take it, a day off of work. No, I was I was home a little early. And I think I started at like five o'clock. And my plan was like, I'm going to watch like two things of this. And then 
stop and then i just let it go i was like it was kind of like um you know if you're like running and you think you're gonna do like three miles and then you get to like two and a half and you're feeling fine it's like forrest gump yeah i guess and then you end <laughs> up just running like, all the way across the country yeah just like oh, i might, might as well finish i was like i got to like you just felt like running chapter, yeah chapter three or something i'm like because i've because i know the the original movie i'm like there's not that much left. And like, even though I know there was two hours left, I'm like, there's not that much story left. So I kind of feel like I'll just see it through. Um, and I did. Each so. person got their own movie, but they didn't want to have so many, you know, antagonists that they're like, well, it just has to be one. Yeah. And I'll say this too, because I was, I try to be very fair. You know how I, I usually, I, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't like all these angels and demons and shit. Um, I like one bad guy who's a, a person. He's a civilian. He's not, you know, from planet Glendor or something. Uh, but I tried and I, I, I get, I did my best and I came in with, you know, an open mind and it, it is, it was very good. I thought, um, it, I liked that it was a darker version of that stuff. Like it didn't have all these little like winks at the camera of like, you know, for kids to laugh at. Uh, it was a superhero movie for adults. Um, but I still didn't need this huge beast from this is the end with his diaper on. Uh, and I don't know, like I just if there wasn't all the buzz about this movie, I wouldn't have watched it. Having said that, I'm not mad that I did watch it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I would watch a, another one. Yeah, and you won't have to because <laughs> this is not like at the beginning of something. This is over. This was, let's give this guy some closure. They're not continuing on. It it also didn't occur to me until I saw the scene with the Joker where I was like, oh, yeah, where the hell? Like, I heard the whole thing about the first one. I was like, he's not even in it. And I was like, here we are, like six hours in. I haven't even seen this guy yet. Um and I guess these are kind of spoilers. I guess I'll do my best not to spoil anything. Uh, I also liked the the thing like you, you're going to be a superhero. You're going to see some shit, especially when you're in this world where realms of all throughout the galaxy are colliding. You're going to see some crazy shit. And that gave Superman or Superman. It gave some uh, bad dreams to Batman, which I totally feel like that's that would be normal. It yeah. was all bad dream. Yeah. And that, that that's part, what happens. That's what happened in the Batman versus Superman too. It was the same thing. And then in the desert and it's like, Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, even though it was, so it was four hours and it's like, could you make this shorter? Like the answer is yes. This was such an excessive movie. You could have, you could have cut this to three hours and have it make sense. Not everyone needed that intensive backstory. Each one of them got 40 minutes to kind of explain their motivation to want to go battle this dickhead. Yeah. So in in the theatrical cut, that was the one of the complaints is that those people didn't get that shit. They're just like, all right, Batman knows shit's up. And then he's investigating and like um, because that's what they thought. That's what people want. Like you people rather see Batman than like the robot guy that they've never heard of. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think they made they had some sound logic to some of the decisions they made with that theatrical cut, but uh, also it just makes less of a sense of a movie. If you don't introduce people that are in it and you don't uh, give them character development, it was just kind of nonsense. Uh, 
But there's some just some weird, weird choices in this movie. There's a scene where they like the Amazons fire the arrow <laughs> and it's like four minutes long. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And in the theatrical cut, they literally the, the Amazon lady just fires the arrow. You just they just cut. Oh, she's firing the arrow. And then, oh, it hit the temple. And that's then that's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need to see the ceremony of them pull out the ceremonial box and then like bless it and then have the torches go. And it's like, what are you doing? And then. Yeah, but they want to get into the pageantry because <laughs> yeah. these people have pageantry. That's what their whole culture is built up about. Yeah. And then uh, another another one that was it was similar um, the the first scene with the Amazons, that sequence. So where like they're in the temple and everything that takes like five minutes in theatrical cut in this version. It's 12 minutes. minutes. (laughs) Why did they just not have that door shut the whole time? Like they literally just nonstop 24 seven had a hundred Amazon Amazonians or whatever they're called, just pointing their bows at that box. They were ill prepared for people to be able to teleport in. <laughs> yeah. Because they didn't know. How do you know? And then was there a plan to have that thing collapse into the ocean? I or did that so. just happen? I think so. But because it like, if it just collapses, all that shit's going to break apart. What's the point? Like the stones are just going to then hopefully kill the thing. Yeah. But it's wearing metal for a shield that like morphs around his body. I think he's going to be able to survive it. He's also like 16 feet tall or something. Yeah. So another thing that was just absolutely striking about this and that scene really illustrates it was this is a radar R movie that they could never put in theaters. Like, <laughs> can you imagine kids watching this thing where this guy like fucking beheads people and shit? Like, yeah, that was pretty aggressive. He's wrecking these Amazons <laughs> and like everyone's supposed to love the oh, it's the nice planet with the women. And he's like taking the axe and cutting them in half. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, like what the fuck? That's what I'm this? saying. It was a superhero movie for adults. Whereas every yeah. uh, Marvel one, you know, like I said, they give the knowing nod to the little kid. It's like a Pixar movie. There's stuff for a little child, but then like the adults will be entertained enough uh, for throughout the movie. This was just like, no, we're going the route of uh, Ryan Reynolds in that other uh, action guy movie. Yeah, but that was then when that was a lighter tone because it was a comedy. And this was. Yeah, this this would like scare the shit out of kids They're like oh, i like batman I'm like oh my god there's a monster yeah like a well i also hate those fly screams. things yeah do they have things. to make those so gay looking <laughs> they heard dumb something. flies and they're like it looked like something out of mad max they're wearing weird goggles yeah i don't know just uh, a weird weird experience i'll say this too what's his name joe morton he's silently had one of the greatest like he's one of the most important guys in every movie He's in. I also recently watched Speed, which is also on HBO Max. He's like the captain. Yeah. Obviously, he's also the guy who famously is going to make Skynet, and uh, they discover that hand uh, yep. in Terminator Two. Miles uh, Dyson. Yeah. And then uh, this one, uh, obviously, he's uh, he's the scientist who uh, his son is cyborg. Yeah. Which is also just Iron Man. It's funny too. I mean, I'm not up to date with the all this stuff. It's like DC and Marvel. They have one of it's Coke and Pepsi. What do you mean? Their people are the same. They're just oh. a little different. You know, there's a couple of tweaks. Yeah. No, that's what they. And that's what's funny is one. There's usually one that's more popular and you're like, OK, like so like yeah, Iron Man, for shit. instance, <laughs> never even heard of yeah. Cyborg. Well, Cyborg, I think, is pretty new. Oh, he, he's from like Teen Titans is his big thing. But uh, so like there's that like Asian guy that works for Miles Dyson. Yeah. 
and they like make a big deal about him. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then like, I had to read like, Oh, that guy. Well, he's like in the future will be the Adam where he's a guy who can shrink really tiny. And it's like, Oh fuck you guys just rip each other off. That's so that's just Ant-Man. And then like uh, in Marvel, there's supposed to be a guy who could talk to fish. Who's just not very popular. <laughs> And just like, oh, yeah, you guys just, you have no idea. You just quoted Home Alone 2. What? He's not going to talk to anybody except maybe a fish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess let me ask you this. Will you ever rewatch this movie? I might rewatch it this week. I don't know. I don't uh, know. No, I, I, I think it should be studied like the side by sides of like, here's what the original was and this stuff like. It's just it's fascinating, like the different things you could do with movies. Like I, I watched some stuff already where it's like, I mean, just the, the coloring is way different because, you know, Snyder wanted to be darker. And then the studio said, we want more color. Uh, the four by three thing, which is like. I didn't care for that. Insanity. Why do I have this jumbo TV? It's OK. It was it was the dumbest reasoning. It was so stupid. So he said he filmed he filmed the movie in IMAX, which IMAX is bigger. If you go to an IMAX theater. It is more That's four screen, by three. Yeah, it's the size of North Dakota. But here's the thing, and you know this because we've watched these Christopher Nolan movies like on TV. Um, we just watched Tenet. You were upset when they would change the aspect ratio because yeah. some scenes would be like full screen and everything. Uh, so they already do that. They already change. So so first of all, they don't film the entire movie with an IMAX camera. Yeah, Because that's impossible. It's too, too expensive. They're too big. You can't do it. So like a scene inside of a, an apartment is not going to be an IMAX camera. You're just not going to do that. Um, so that's why you switch it. And you just, oh, we're just using the regular camera. Now it's 16 by nine or uh, normal widescreen or something. But with, when you're watching these Christopher Nolan movies at home, the IMAX things are in 16 by nine, but then the rest of the stuff that's not is in, in the, like the other, the more widescreen. Uh, so it's like, they already know to like, well, let's fill up the frame. Let's use what we have. And obviously, they they still used most of that footage that he filmed at the beginning to make the original cut of the movie. So they have these like side by sides where it's like, here's the scene with they're just cutting people's heads off. Here's the original scene and it's in widescreen, and here's Batman's in frame. But then when they cut it into four by three, just his head's cut off, and it's like mm. it was so stupid. Yeah, it didn't make anything better. It was stupid. I didn't need that. It was. I don't know. I I think that's why it's fascinating is they just they told a guy you could do what you want. Go go ahead. And he's like, I'm gonna do it four by three. I'm like, go ahead. We don't do it. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. We know this will be we know this will be talked about on Twitter. Uh so good on them. They 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 knew it. They knew this would did whatever you want to call it, this is a, a hit in some way. Yeah, they like, they played into it for sure. They they yeah. knew what they were doing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh all in all, would you What'd you, what would you score it? I still you think it's bad. It? I still think it's a bad movie. Like, mm. I think it's it's like a five out of a ten at best. Uh, it it improves stuff, but also it's like a shortcut. Like you're making a longer movie that gets to be more violent. It's kind of like cheating versus the original. You know? Ooh, and he's calling them out. Yeah. Well, tune in next week when we have Zack Snyder on the pod to uh. Yeah. Come back at Andy. He can promote his his zombie movie that's coming out. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that'll wrap us up unless you have anything else to add. No, that was... This was the Snyder Cut of podcasts. Exactly. Like, we haven't gone over an hour in a while. 
Yeah. No All edits. Right. We're not going to let Warner Brothers edit this down. Exactly. And this is uh, going to be brought to you in four by three. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you've been listening to episode 211 of the Tony Steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road four hours. Andy. Feels like it. Thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>